Cincinnati 2021 MLS season preview. Thanks for joining. My name is Mike. I am your host, Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast. FC Cincinnati, last year, the wooden spoon, 16 points, negative 24 goal differential. Good Lord, an ugly season for FC Cincinnati. It's been ugly since they came into the league, let's be honest. But this year is different. This year there is hope. This year there are signings. This year it looks like Cincinnati is going after this. And God, I hope I'm right. Uh, What a year we have in store now for Cincinnati. There finally seems like a little bit of consistency. Japstam comes in towards the end of last season. He is still the head coach now, which is not something that uh, SFC Cincinnati can uh, can say is tenure for their team. So uh, this preview, we're going to talk a little bit about the offseason, ins and outs, players in, players out, uh, the designated players, as well as breakout youngsters. Who's the most important player? Plus, the most important thing is my prediction. So stay tuned all the way to the end of the show for my predictions on how I think FC Cincinnati will fare this MLS season here in 2021. Before we get started on the players in and out, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on your notification bell as well so you don't miss any of our awesome American soccer content, whether it's our regular podcast episodes, MLS picks and predictions, team previews, you name it, live games. We hang out, we watch live games together and chat in the comments, uh, all this fun stuff. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Now, players in and players out for FC Cincinnati. A great offseason for them so far. Ronald Macharita in a trade with New York City FC. Ben Mines, end-of-year waivers draft. Cody Cropper comes in as a free agent. Calvin Harris, Generation Adidas from the Super Draft. And the most important signing of the offseason, possibly in MLS, not only for FC Cincinnati, but Brenner. Transfers in from Sao Paulo. What a pickup this young man seems to be. Uh, Was recruited heavily by some big, big clubs over in Europe. He chose to come to MLS through Cincinnati. Cincinnati paid a lot of money for him, and uh, we will see how he pans out. Now, players out, got goalkeeper Spencer Spencer Ritchie, forward Rashawn Dolly, Sim DeYoung, Matthew DePlan, Greg Garza, Bobby Edwards, Tommy McCabe, Jimmy McLaughlin, Hassan Nadam, Ray Ortiz, and Kendall Watson. Waston. All of these guys had their options declined or were out of contract. Uh, a big list out, but these are guys who have not had any success in Cincinnati. Kendall Waston seems to be approaching the end of his playing days in MLS. Uh, Hassan Nadam, option declined. Greg Garza, same thing, option declined. Matthew DePlan, these are guys who are good pieces, but unfortunately they haven't fit the mold. And and what Cincinnati needs, most importantly, is a change of culture. And that may have something to do with these players out. It might not. We don't know. But uh, GM Gerard Nietzschekamp is uh, seeming to be doing a good amount of work here for players in and players out so far uh, for the 2021 season. All right, so moving from this list, uh, some One of the most important pieces, I think, outside of Brenner is Ronald Maturita. This guy is a huge, huge talent out of New York City FC, plays for the Costa Rican national team. He's had his moments at New York City. He's been a solid back, wing back, but unfortunately he's had some, some big hiccups with New York City, and uh, he, it's time for him to move on. So a great pickup for Cincinnati, a great MLS vet piece. Um, 
as well as, as Brenner, and we'll talk more about Brenner in our designated player section, which we're heading to next. So designated player review, three designated players for Cincinnati. Now there is four listed on their website, um, but I'm assuming that Alan Cruz, uh, I read something that he was bought down with Tam, so he's just a Tam player, but for some reason he's still listed on FC Cincinnati's official website as a designated player on their roster page. But for the designated players for Cincinnati, you've got Jurgen Locadia, Yaya Kubo, and Brenner. So Jurgen Locadia, this is a very, very important six-month stretch for him. What's going to happen? He is due to return to Brighton Hove and Albion on loan. Uh, his loan is, is was extended. Now it's expiring in the summer. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Will they buy Jurgen Locadia? Uh, will they end up sending him back? What, what's going to happen? Uh, looking at some of his numbers, 17 appearances, only one goal and zero assists last season for Locadia. Uh, not good enough for a designated player in MLS. Now, mind you, look at the team that he had around him. They finished bottom in the league last season. It could be better this season. Uh, the expectations are definitely much, much higher for Cincinnati this year. Plus, it's it's COVID. I mean, I've said it many times in all these team previews. It's a COVID year last year. It's hard to really take last year and say, yes, that is what this player will do in MLS. A lot of different things changing. Play, playing games, then going on break, then having a tournament in Orlando, then not, then, then going back for phase two, phase three. Don't know where you're playing, when you're playing, how you're playing, or what your schedule looks like. Games getting canceled. You can't take everything from last season as like the word of saying, yep, that's it. Horrible season last year for Locati, only one goal. So we'll see how he does this season with a little bit more stability. Yes, still technically a COVID year because there still is COVID out there. But uh, I think there's a little bit more structure this season. So we'll see how Locadia does. It's very important for him the first few months of the season to prove and see if he's worthy of staying at Cincinnati. Now, second designated player, Yaya Kubo, 19 appearances last season for three goals. Kubo is, yes, he is a forward um, slash midfielder, definitely uh, is is a uh, is not just your out-and-out striker like Locadia. So be interesting to see how Yaya Kubo pairs up this year with Locadia and Brenner, the new signing from Sao Paulo. And that is your third designated player for Cincinnati, Brenner. Just comes over from Sao Paulo in Brazil, in Syria in Brazil. A very, very good league. And uh, was getting some huge interest from big clubs in Europe. What? How will How will this fare? A big time transfer fee as well. Uh, Cincinnati has not spent has not splashed the cash like they have for Brenner. There were some other rumors of bringing in possibly Pitti Martinez back from Saudi Arabia, who was with Atlanta United. That seems to have flamed out. Nothing coming of that one. But uh, Brenner, we'll see if if the hype is real. We'll see if uh, you know they were saying that he could go over to some of the top leagues in Europe. Now we're going to see how he does in MLS, and and hopefully it will be more of a Miguel Almiron type story rather than a Pity Martinez type story. Uh, no pun intended there, since I was just talking about Pity Martinez. But Brenner can't wait to see what he does in a Cincinnati shirt. Let's see if the hype is real. That's all I can say. I mean, we could talk about this guy all day and what he's already accomplished, but we'll have to see, being 21 years old, what he can do for Cincinnati coming up this season. MLS Cup odds, 1 
plus 10,000. The odds makers do not like Cincinnati to win MLS Cup this season. That is quite clear. And again, how could you, judging by the history of this club so far, albeit very, very short history. Uh, it's been a totally different story since this team came into MLS from when it was in USL, where it was very successful in USL, came into MLS, and it's been just a tire fire uh, with the coaches and the management decisions and all that kind of stuff. So plus 10,000, yes, a good team. I, I kind of like these odds. I wouldn't mind putting a few bucks on it. This is a team to me that so far with what they've done in the offseason, they have a lot of talent on their squad. So I wouldn't mind putting 10 bucks on it to, to win some big money. Um, you know, 10 bucks that you might as well just plan on throwing away anyway if it doesn't go through, as you do with any type of bet for a, a whole season when you when you bet on a team to win the championship in the preseason. So uh, those are the MLS Cup odds. Now before we get into our breakout youngsters uh, piece, Guys, check out the join button right down below next to the subscribe button. You can join our channel, the Sons of a Pitch Soccer Membership Club here on YouTube. We offer two different levels of support, and this support is huge for us as a podcast, and it really covers the, the cost that we have to operate, uh, and it, it really helps the helps us with the support. That is $1.99 for the starter level. You're going to get your name in the scroll down on the bottom of all of our lives, which is our podcast episodes and live stream reactions. Plus, you're getting the loyalty badges and the custom emojis. Add that up. Go to the designated player level. You're going to have members-only live stream reactions once a month. There's some other little perks here as well and uh, is a awesome way to show your support for the show and become part of that membership group here in one of the best communities on YouTube with Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast. All right, breakout youngsters, Zico Bailey, 20-year-old, right back, homegrown player from Henderson, Nevada. Five appearances. He's going to start as the backup right now, but he definitely has the possibility to break out. Very good young talent, came over from LA Galaxy 2. I like him. And plus, his name is Bailey. I mean, his last name is Bailey, just like the Bailey, the supporter section for FC Cincinnati. What could go wrong there, right? Uh, now, the second breakout youngster, and again, these uh, these youngsters, the way that uh, being a national podcast, I can't stay up on all of these academies and youngsters coming up through each team. So I reach out to Reddit and uh, and, and get the feed right from the, the fans, the diehards themselves, and uh, they help me make these decisions on these youngsters. So the second one that they, that they highly recommended and I completely agree with is Alvaro Barrial. Five appearances, four starts last season. Came over, got his feet wet in MLS. He's from Argentina. This is his year to break out. If he doesn't break out, probably won't last on the team. Sounds like there's some crazy talent there. Very young, could be a huge piece for Cincinnati. He's going to start, is, is, is at least my assumption, uh, and, and can't wait to see what he does. I could see him really breaking out this season. So the two breakout youngsters to watch, Zico Bailey and Alvaro Barrial. Now, I always love the breakout youngsters because you can uh, look at the results at the end of the season, come back and look at this preview and see who the who I thought the breakout youngsters would be and see if I fell flat on my face or if I picked them right. All right, so next up, the coach review. Jopstam. Coached at Reading in the championship and Feyenoord in the Netherlands. The most important thing I can say is give the man some time. 
Just give him some time. He's not going to whip this club into an MLS contender tomorrow. It's going to take time. He's got to build his own squad. He's seeming to be doing that so far. Management seems to be spending some money, as they did with Brenner. The rumors of Pity Martinez. Looks like FC Cincinnati is ready to drop some serious cash to try and be competitive in this league. And Japstam, the the coaching instability at Cincinnati has really killed this club from the get-go. And I know some of them, there was no choice. Uh, like Ron Jans, you had to get rid of them. But uh, Japstam, give, give the man some time. If Even if this year sucks and it's a horrible year, let him come back next year. That's the most important thing I can say. Give him a couple seasons to really prove himself with this. Great playing career at some of the biggest clubs in the world. Uh, very comparable to another new head coach in this league, but new by starting this year will be his first season. Um, Japstam got some time last year for Cincinnati. Is uh, Compare him to, uh, to Gabriel Heinze from Atlanta. Uh, played at some of the biggest clubs in the world. Manchester United, uh, you know, PSG, all those big time playing, playing teams. So, uh, definitely has the experience, definitely understands the game of soccer. Let's see what he can whip up with Cincinnati going forward this year. So next is the projected starting 11. So I see them going in a four, three, three this season, kind of similar to what they did towards the end of the year last year. Again, this, this could be fluid with some of the new players coming in. But my projected starting 11 in the 4-3-3 is Teton in goal. Then from left to right, in defense, Matarita, Pedersen, Vanderwerf, and Zhao. In the midfield, Frankie Amaya. Whether he stays or not, we don't know what's going on with him. Harris Madunian, Yaya Kubo. And then up front, Brenner, Locadia, and Barrial. Dude, that front three right there is scary. That's one of the best front threes in MLS if Brenner and Barrial live up to the hype. Uh, and same with Locati. If they live up to the hype that they have on paper, uh, then this could be a very, very dangerous attack for Cincinnati this season. Now, the, the next piece that I get into is the most important player. For me, this is the player where all, all things ride on this guy. If he does really well, then the team's going to do well. If he has a bad season, the team's going to have a bad season. So for me, that most important player is your Lacadia. It's his time to shine, especially with Brenner and a better team around him in Cincinnati. If he doesn't, he's gone. He will not have his loan extended or purchased. Uh, if he has a bad half season, first three months of this year, forget about it. He will go back to Brighton, Hove, and Albion, and uh, they'll probably end up selling him because if he can't cut it in MLS, he certainly can't cut it in the Premier League. And uh, so this is this is a huge few months for Jurgen Locadia uh, as a player, and uh, and and for Cincinnati as well. Uh, really need a successful season out of Locadia, and and by successful I mean double digit goals. I'm talking you know ten plus goals. Also probably assisting on on three, four, five goals as well uh, to get this team into the playoffs where they have not uh, have not been yet. So you're gonna look at my most important player for. FC Cincinnati. Now the first game of the season is April 17th against Nashville SC. Very winnable game. Uh, Nashville, a playoff team from last season, the expansion team. The Nashville is one of the, the few younger teams than Cincinnati in MLS. Uh, should be a good game. Mark the calendar. Can't wait for MLS to come back. 
And again, it's exactly a month away from today. Recording date is March 17th. So uh, we've got exactly one month until opening kick. I can't wait, and I'm sure you can't wait either. All right, lastly, most important part of the show, my predictions. How I think this season's going to go in 2021 for Cincinnati. I'm going to give you a ceiling, and I'm going to give you a floor, just like all my other team predictions or team previews that I've done so far. So ceiling, everything goes right. This team starts to gel. Give them, you know, give them time. I've got them coming in as fifth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, making the playoffs, it's an away playoff game, but uh, I think that is the best this team can do as of right now. Possibly a few other signings. Give this team some time to gel. It's going to take time for this team to gel and understand Jap Stan's playing style. So ceiling, fifth seed. Floor, I've got this team as a 10th seed. I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to improve on last year. They have to. The only way to go is up from the wooden spoon. Uh, but I think they will not be back in that position this season. I see them going to at a floor being the 10th seed in the East. And uh, we'll see how they do this season. But uh, overall, ceiling, fifth seed, floor, 10th seed. I expect a much better season for Cincinnati. I want this team to compete uh, because this is, uh, you know, they've got a great fan base. You guys are awesome. You see the support in the stands, obviously not right now with COVID. Uh, but before that, the, the support was amazing, especially the run through USL. So really can't wait uh, for this team to be successful for you guys. So with that being said, that is it for my show. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on that notification bell so you don't miss any of our awesome American soccer content. And we'll be seeing you for the next preview. And make sure we uh, you come back for those live stream reactions during the season and our regular podcast episodes. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Nashville SC 2021 MLS season preview. Thanks for joining. I am Mike, your host, Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast. Thanks for watching this team preview. Nashville SC expansion no more. Last season in that expansion season, 7th place finish for 32 points and a plus 2 goal differential. Uh, you know, and they just made the playoffs. And not only that, they made the playoffs and they got two big time wins in those playoffs going on a mini playoff run. Well done to Nashville SC. Plenty to grow with this season, their second season. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. So before we get started, we're going to talk about off-season players in, players out, as well designated players, coach review, uh, breakout youngsters section, and lastly, so make sure you stay tuned for this one, the predictions, how I think Nashville will do this season in 2021. So lots to talk about today. Before we get started, hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on that notification bell so you don't miss any of our awesome soccer content. And with that being said, let's talk about some of the players that are in for Nashville this season. So forward slash midfielder Rodrigo Pinheiro, a transfer from Danubio FC. CJ Sapong brought in from Chicago as a free agent. Robert Castellanos, also a free agent. Defender Nick Hines from the Seattle Sounders. And then goalkeeper Brian Meredith, who is also a free agent to back up Willis. Players out. Brian Beckles, contract expired. Tanner Dietrich, Ken Tribbett, Alan Wynn, Cameron Lancaster all had their contracts expired. And then Derek Jones traded to the Houston Dynamo. Miguel Nazarit loaned to Independiente Santa Fe. And David Akam 
a 12-month year-long loan to Hammerby IF over in the Scandinavian countries. I can't remember which, uh, if it's Sweden or Norway, uh, that Hammerby plays, or maybe even Denmark. I can't even remember. But uh, overall, uh, the, the movement this season... Good pickups in Rodrigo Pinheiro. We'll talk more about him later in the show. Uh, as well, CJ Sapong. This is a guy who has bounced around MLS. He spent a lot of time in Philadelphia, spent some time in, uh, I believe, in Kansas City as well. Uh, then he went to the Fire, had some good times for the Chicago Fire. Now he's a free agent, goes to Nashville. And uh, let's see what Nashville can do with him. I think he's a good piece to bring up off the bench, kind of a super sub type piece now, at least at his age is kind of where he stands here. So, players out. Hate to see uh, Brian Beckles go. I think he had uh, some talent to uh, to stick with it there. Uh, also, Derek Jones uh, and David Akam. David Akam with that loan. God, David Akam was just a budding superstar with the Chicago Fire. And then the Fire screwed him over, and then he was traded, and he went to Philly, and then he was traded, he went to, uh, to Nashville. He just hasn't been the same player since Chicago screwed him over when he was looking for that transfer. Uh, so hopefully this will rejuvenate David Akam. Maybe he'll end up getting sold, and uh, the team will make a good profit off of him. If not, maybe it helps him turn things around. So those are your players in and your players out for Nashville SC in 2021 offseason. Let's talk a little bit about the designated players. So the three guys, there's three designated players for Nashville Jonder Cadiz, Randall Leal, and Hani Mukhtar. Hani Mukhtar, the first signing for Nashville SC as a designated player. Uh, 15 appearances, 4 goals, and 4 assists. Decent season for Hani Mukhtar. I expect better this year. Again, last year, I kind of want to preface everything in this team preview because Nashville only had their one season last year. It was their first season, and it was a... COVID year, which was just completely screwed up. I mean, you've got games first happening, the the excitement, the hype is all there. You're filling Nissan Stadium. And then next thing you know, that's it. It's a break. We go down to Nashville or to MLS's back for that tournament. Orlando, Nashville ends up not competing. So they're playing Dallas three or four times in a row to try and make up some of those games because Dallas couldn't play in the tournament either because of a COVID breakout. Then you get back in. It, it was just a complete crazy season so a lot of these teams in MLS since they had pre uh, seasons before that you kind of had something else to base them off of Nashville we don't so Henny Mukhtar four goals four assists and 15 appearances not a bad season for him Rendell Leal 24 years old 21 appearances last year three goals and four assists really started to find his way towards the end of the season last year and that bodes really well for Nashville this season Kid could be very dangerous. As well, Jonder Cadiz, 10 appearances, 2 goals. Everybody expects more from Jonder Cadiz. He came in midway through you know, the season last year. He'll be fine. I expect much better season from Jonder Cadiz this year. 10 appearances, 2 goals. Again, wasn't horrible. He did change the game. His size and uh, the way he plays definitely changes the game. So, I'm excited to see what he'll do with a full season in MLS and that transition period out of the way. So a very strong three designated players for Nashville with John Cadiz, Randall Leal, and Hanny Mukhtar. Let's talk a little bit about the MLS Cup odds from Las Vegas. The bookmakers give 
Nashville a plus 5,000 odds as of recording today, which is March 17th. And again, prefix for everybody watching this. The recording time is March 17th. Release date, I believe, is going to be looking like the 21st of March. So things can change, right? Things can change even from when this gets recorded to when it gets released. And also, if you're watching this a week before the season, which I'm sure most of you will because that's when people start looking for these team previews, other than the real diehards that can't wait like me. I'm a diehard fan, so I got to get my all this stuff done now. Um you know, we'll we'll see some changes. There will be some more signings. There will be some more movement. But uh, and maybe the MLS Cup odds change as well. We'll see. But uh, decent bet for me. I think Nashville could go on a run. Very strong team. You saw what they did last year, and uh, so that's my take on that. All right. Before we head into our next segment, guys, check out that join button right down below next to the subscribe button. We have just launched memberships to Sons of a Pitch Soccer podcast, YouTube community. We offer two different levels, starter level at $1.99 a month and designated player level at $4.99 a month. This benefits the show immensely. This helps us so much. We don't even know. Uh, it really helps us control the costs of StreamYard and you know podcast hosting, all that kind of stuff. And uh, not only do you get lots of cool perks, check out the perks here in the graphic as well as when you go to sign up. And uh, really, really appreciate all the members. So far, we've got uh, our first two members, and we just launched the other day. Can't wait to see that community, the best soccer community in the U.S., continue to grow. Uh, So, breakout youngsters, Rodrigo Pinheiro. This guy coming in, young initiative signing, uh, Paraguayan Youth International. Reddit is super high on this kid. So, being a national podcast... I watch a lot of soccer. However, I can't watch USL games. I can't watch, uh, you know, these these academy kids coming up for every single club. So always head over to Reddit, get the information from the diehards, and uh, there you have it. They kind of help me out with that, and I then make my decisions on which youngsters based off the things they say. And uh, Rodrigo Pinheiro looks like a special young signing. Already playing for the Paraguayan Youth International team. Definitely excited to see this kid play, and uh, I think he uh, he could possibly be a starter, and we'll talk about that in my projected starting 11 as well. But uh, this is a name that you don't know right now, but you will definitely know towards the end of the season. The second one, Henwala Bawana. This kid's from Seattle. Great story. Uh, go check out this kid's personal story. Absolutely amazing. Uh, this is the chance he's been waiting for. He's been trying to get time in Seattle. It's really hard to get time when you're playing on a team that's playing in like every MLS Cup final, um, you know, over the past like five years. So now he gets his shot. He heads over to Nashville. He's out of Seattle. Can he get his chance? This is his chance to shine. If he's going to break out, it's going to happen this year. And uh, I like the kid's talent. I like uh, the story. He's persevered through a lot. So I expect to see him do big things for Nashville this season and break out. All right. Coach review. Head coach Gary Smith. Very good coach. Was the USL coach with Nashville. And that very, very rarely works out when a player or when a coach comes up with the Nash or with the USL team. It usually doesn't bode well. Look at Cincinnati. Uh, look at Orlando. Look at you know a, a lot of other teams that came up from USL 
with the same coach usually doesn't end well. But Gary Smith has done a great job so far. Um, but it did it, it has worked for him and for Nashville. Uh, this is a coach who has won an MLS Cup in the past, won it with Colorado back in 2010. Did a great job last season. I was very impressed. I think he could have been on Coach of the Year shortlist and should have probably even won it. When you figure you've got an expansion team, and it was so funny because Nashville coming in with Miami, it was, oh, Inter-Miami's going to sign all these star players and all this, and then Nashville's like, yeah, we're going to slow build. We're going to buy it. We're going to build some some young talent, some good talent, not really names that you're going to go and, you know, it's not it's not Edison Cavani being linked to the team and, you know, signing a Blaze Matuidi and, uh, and Gonzalo Higuain and all this kind of stuff. And who would have thought, last year that the team that was going for all those big signings and a team like Nashville that wasn't Nashville would have been more successful. That to me is on the coach Gary Smith. And uh, not only did they have a better season and rank higher in the, in the standings, but then they went and beat inter Miami in the first playoff game, uh, first round playoff game. So well done to Gary Smith and to Nashville for that one. I like Gary Smith. I expect him to do a great job again this year and uh, Nashville SC to continue with, uh, with their good run. Projected starting 11. I see this team playing in a 4-2-3-1. Again, this could change depending on the signings. Um, but as of right now, I like the 4-2-3-1 for this team. You've got Willis in goal from left to right on the defense. You've got Daniel Lovitz, Romney, Zimmerman, and Alistair Johnston. The two defensive-type midfielders, Godoy and McCarty. Then the three offensive midfielders slash wingers, you've got Leal, Mukhtar, and Pinheiro with Cadiz up top. This is a very, very solid starting 11. Uh, could definitely use a few more depth pieces in case there's any injuries or anything like that. But what a starting 11. I mean, you've got the defensive player of the year in Walker Zimmerman back there. You've got an up-and-coming good player in Johnston, Alistair Johnston. Uh, Romney, I think there's room for improvement there. Same with Daniel Lovitz, uh, but Daniel Lovitz is just a great MLS veteran piece. Um, spent time in Toronto, spent time in Montreal. He's been getting a lot of USMNT call-ups. Probably won't continue the USMNT call-ups, but uh, we've ragged a lot on Daniel Lovitz because um, he just doesn't fit in the USMNT. He's not that good, but uh, a very solid MLS piece. Godoy McCarty, uh, Dax McCarty, the man's a beast, and uh, God, I just hope one day he'll win an MLS Cup. Uh, for the amount of uh, the amount of time he spent in MLS, a career MLS guy with Dallas and then Chicago, uh, New York, really want to see him do well. Uh, Leal, Mukhtar, and Pinheiro, very strong uh, offensive three midfielders slash wingers with John Cadiz, that size up front. Bodes well. I like this team. I think this team is destined for some good things. Let's talk about the most important player. So this is the, the guy who his team is going to be successful if, if he's successful. If he has a trash year, this team will have a bad down-off year. So for me, my most important player for Nashville, it's not an offensive piece. It's not the big, uh, you know, the designated players where usually that's the way it goes. For me, I got Walker Zimmerman. I think he's going to need another defensive player of the year type performance for this team to be as successful as it was again last year. Anything less will hurt the team. Uh, I don't think he doesn't need to win defensive player of the year. He just needs to be solid. And I could see him continue to grow. Um, again, he is young, so he is still progressing. I could see him really taking the next step this season and being just a huge, huge piece 
for Nashville and uh, and and securing another defensive player of the year and and really holding down that back line for Nashville in a successful season. So uh, they just need a little bit more depth on defense and uh, and and that'd be good. But Zimmerman, my most important player for Nashville. Now let's talk about the first game of the season coming up exactly one month today from recording. It's March 17th. First game is April 17th against FC Cincinnati, a new and improved FC Cincinnati. Bottom of the league both times, both years they've played in MLS. I don't expect Cincinnati to be that bad. Check out their team preview that I just completed uh, a couple days ago. Uh, But going to be a great game. Nashville and Cincinnati, I think Nashville should be able to start the season out on the right foot, especially playing at home at Nissan Stadium. So, uh... That is the first one, MLS opening kick, just about a month away. Cannot wait. I'm excited. Are you excited? Let me know down in the comments if you're excited. And let me know what you think your predictions are going to be because that's where we're heading next. I'm going to talk about my predictions. Let me know down in the comments what your predictions are. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Uh, Do you think this team's going to win MLS Cup? Do you think it's going to be in the bottom of the league? How do you feel this season's going to go for Nashville? So for me, ceiling, all things go well. Not a lot of injuries, good season. I see this team finishing fourth in the Eastern Conference, getting a home playoff game. Um, Now, the floor for me is seventh in the East. This team is a playoff team. I like this team a lot. I am very comfortable saying this team will be a playoff team come the end of the season. Those are my predictions. Fourth in the East as a ceiling, seventh in the East as a floor. So it uh, should be a good year for Nashville. really should. Head coach is good. You've got a lot of good depth. you got some good DPs. Uh, really excited to see what Nashville can do if they can build on that great expansion season. All right, guys, that does it for my preview. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on your notification bell as well so you don't miss any of our live, awesome American soccer content, whether that's our regular podcast episodes, news and notes, whether that is any random videos that we decide to do, team previews, live stream reactions. We do games every week. We're going to be doing at least one game um, live. You can join the conversation and hang out with the best community in soccer, uh, in American soccer, with Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast. So thanks, guys, for checking out this preview. We will see you next time, and good luck to Nashville SC in this 2021 MLS season. This episode of Sons of a Pitch, an American soccer podcast, brought to you by Nice Premium Iceland Pure Spring Water. Also by Donovan Food Brokerage, a sales and marketing firm focused on food service sales in the Midwest. And lastly, by Skira, Icelandic spring water available at your local 7-Eleven. CF Montreal 2021 MLS season preview. Thanks for joining me, Mike Guyami, Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast. CF Montreal slash Montreal Impact no longer. Last season, ninth in the East, 26 points, negative 10 goal differential, and a first round knockout in the playoffs by the New England Revolution. Not a horrid season for Montreal last year, but let's be honest. The expectations were much higher. Uh, overall, a team made the playoffs. You got to be happy with that, albeit an extended playoffs, 
format due to COVID, but that kind of messed up everything last year. So uh, overall, you can't complain. Decent season for Montreal. Room to grow this season. Now, before we get started, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on your notification bell as well so you don't miss any of our awesome soccer content. And with that being said, make sure you guys stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to hear my predictions for Montreal this season. How do you think Montreal season is going to go? Let me know down in the comments below and uh, see if you agree with my, com my, my predictions or not. Now, getting right into it, off-season players in and out. Lots of movement this season for Montreal in this off-season, I should say. Kamal Miller traded to Austin FC. Jordi Mihailovic trade with uh, Chicago Fire. Sanusi Ibrahim signed from 36 Lion FC. Kiki Struna, a trade from Houston. Bjorn Johnson signed from Ulsan Hyundai or Hyundai. Joaquin Torres from Newell's Old Boys. Ahmed Hamdi loan from El Guna FC. And Eric Hurtado, a free agent most uh, recently with Sporting Kansas City, but I'm sure as a Canadian soccer fan, you all remember him from Vancouver as well. Players out. Bohan had his option declined. Steven Saba, Shamid Schoen, Anthony Jackson Hamel, that project is finally over. Rod Fanny, Jorge Corrales, Origi Okonkwo, his loan expired. Maxi Arudi traded to Houston. Yuka Raitala traded to Minnesota. And Tomas Geraldo is loaned to FC Edmonton. Lots of players in, lots of players out. What I like about the players in is uh, Jordi Mihailovic. I think this guy is a special talent. I think the Chicago Fire have totally blown blown it with him, just like Harry Ship. Um, you'll remember Harry Ship played for Chicago, Got uh, came up, played really well for them. They got rid of him, moved him over to Seattle. He did wonderful for Seattle, played for Montreal as well. Um, Similar type player, I think, in Jordi Mihailovic, although I think he's even better than Harry Ship. Jordi Mihailovic already has USMNT caps. Uh, very special player. Kamal Miller, decent defender as well. Kiki Struna, good defender from Houston. Bjorn Johnson from Alsen, Alsen Hyundai. This should be interesting. What will he do in the, uh, in the Club de Foot Montreal uniform? Uh, should be interesting to see as well. Joaquin Torres from Newell's Old Boys. Can't wait to see what these new pieces do for Montreal. Now, players out, Bohan. Uh, I never was high on Bohan. I think he was way overrated uh, just based off of the uh, the pedigree that he had and the, the clubs that he had played for um, coming up. His option is declined. He is no longer um, as well. Anthony Jackson Hamel, who I never thought the impact would give up on or Club de Foot Montreal would give up on. Anthony Jackson Hamel has his option declined. Uh, Rod Fanny, contract expired. He was done. He'd been really slow. Same with Jorge Corrales. Just not good enough to cut it in MLS. I uh, hate to see Aconquo go. He was uh, a big piece for Montreal, and I think they could have uh, still gotten a lot more out of him. So those are the kind of the players that really uh, – that that I see uh, going to make big impacts coming in and ones that they're going to miss – for sure. Now let's talk about the designated player review. Designated players for Montreal, as of right now, time of recording, March 17th, there is only one, Victor Winyama. Great player, needs more pieces around him. 
Now, the only question mark I have is your only designated player being a central defensive midfielder, even though he's a really good one, is that usually doesn't bode well for teams in MLS. Um, but there's plenty of time until the season starts. Again, we have exactly one month until the regular season starts, and uh, I expect to see Montreal do some more work to bring in designated a designated another designated player for Victor Winyama. Um, he's not going to be able to be the only DP on this team if this team wants to be successful. All right, so MLS Cup odds for this season. The bookmakers in Las Vegas seem to think that the uh, odds are going to be plus 5,000 for Montreal to win MLS Cup. I think those are uh, pretty high odds for them. There is a lot of good players in uh, the movement, but I think with uh, with the whole Thierry Henry saga, which we'll touch on in a minute when we talk about the head coach, Wilfried Nancy, uh, an interesting piece uh, for that plus 5,000 odds there by the bookmakers. Now we'll talk about the break, breakout youngsters. Guys, check out the join button down below and uh, join the, the Sons of a Pitch soccer community here on YouTube. We've got two different levels. The support means so much to us as a as a podcast. It allows us to keep, uh, keep doing what we're doing. And uh, all memberships are hugely, hugely appreciated. Check out the perks that come along with them. Your starter level is $1.99 a month, and your designated player level is $4.99 a month. Check those out and make sure you join today to get those awesome perks. Now, breakout youngsters, this part of the, the show, we always have to go to Reddit to get some more information because being a national podcast, don't get time to look at all of these young kids coming in uh, through the through the academy and whatnot. Know all the starting guys, but usually don't know all the kids back in the academies. That's why we reach out to the real fans like you guys who really understand the, the youngsters that could break out this season. So so the two that we've come to the consensus on through Reddit and for the research that I've done is, uh, is one, Sanusi Ibrahim, a winger or center forward, 18 years old, has already played on the Nigerian under-23 team. So... Nigeria, as I'm sure most of you know, have a great youth program. They've won a lot of trophies as a youth program. Unfortunately, it hasn't translated into the men's the men's side. Um, but the U23 side has won some trophies, and the fact that this kid is 18 years old and he's already playing for the U23 side bodes well for him and shows the talent that he has. So uh, excited to see what he'll do for Montreal. I think he will break out, be one of those guys that, that you'll know his name come the end of the season. The second one, Jean-Anil Assi. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but an academy homegrown player, another winger, and uh, got, just got to give a shout-out to D-Bound on Reddit. Uh, some great information on Jean-Anil Assi. Uh, seems like he's, he's, he's right there to break out. Got a few minutes last season. Uh, really excited to see what this kid will do. Uh, coming up this year. Hopefully he'll get some minutes under Wilfried Nancy. So the coach review, talking about Wilfried Nancy. This is the definition of promote from within. Um, of course, got to talk about Thierry Henry. What a saga. Go check out my previous podcast episodes, and uh, I'll tell you how I feel about Thierry Henry. And um, personally, I don't think he's a good coach, and I'm glad that he's not the coach of Montreal anymore because he's just not that good. Monaco, failed at Monaco, uh, failed at Montreal. Now, hell of a player, great personality, seems like an awesome guy, but to me, not a great coach. 
Uh, he's going to need some more time building up through a lower lower type clubs and then possibly, if he's successful there, moving his way back up. But I don't see it happening. There was talk of him going to Bournemouth. Instead of getting the Bournemouth job, he ends up leaving the club and uh, just resigning due to COVID and wanting to be with family, which I can totally understand, um, being that the Canadian teams have it rough in MLS, especially with the Canadian government rules where these teams have to go to Florida. For example, Montreal is going to be playing out of Fort Lauderdale, well, Inter-Miami Stadium that's in Fort Lauderdale uh, this season. So I get why he did it. However, I hate to see that mentality uh, to give up on something and resign from something. Uh, But Wilfred Nancy gets his shot. This is the definition of promote from within. Uh, the guy has been in the in the organization for almost 10 years now, if not a little bit longer, with being in the academy side, being with the uh, being with the USL side when when the USL side was around. Uh, definitely a a piece that is is just is Montreal culture through and through, uh, as well had experience in the Quebec Collegiate League, so. Expect big things out of Wilfred Nancy uh, this season. I think that in MLS, it's so important to have that MLS experience. Yeah, Thierry Henry had MLS experience as a player. However, he did not have that much MLS experience. Wilfred Nancy has a lot of MLS experience. So to me, I think that's the most important thing for a coach in MLS. And now they have it. So I expect big things out of Wilfred Nancy. Now let's talk a little bit about the projected starting 11. This one, of course, the formation could completely change. I'm going with the with my best 11 from what I'm seeing on the uh, on the roster. So a 4-3-2-1, Giap in goal, Zachary Brogriard left to right. Uh, Zachary Brogriard is a huge talent. I uh, expect him to break out even more as well as Louis Banks. I think Louis Banks, uh, the kid from Tottenham, he could be a great piece for Montreal this season as well, paired up with Kiki Struna and then Camacho on the other wing. Mustafa, Piet, and Wanyama in the uh, the back three, so to say, the central defensive midfield piece there for Montreal. And then Mihailovic and Kyoto as those two attacking-type midfielders with Johnson up front. That is what I think will be the starting 11. I like it. I, I, I like the way Mihailovic and Kyoto could work. Mihailovic kind of be a hybrid winger, hybrid 10. Uh, you could also move in some of those young kids like Asi and uh, as well uh, Ibrahim to bring them in uh, to play on the wings and, and move maybe to a 4-2-3-1. Overall, I like the flexibility of this lineup, and uh, I think the defense has definitely improved, not only with Brogiard and Binks being one year older and having more experience in MLS, but bringing in Kiki Struna will help as well. Now let's talk a little bit about the most important player. Um, most important player, this is a guy who I think that the, the, the team is really going to ride on this guy's back. Um and he's a new signing, Bjorn Johnson, the TAM signing from Ulsan Hyundai in South Korea. Uh, he had 11 goals and 31 games for Ulsan and won the, uh, the Asian Federation Champions League. So this guy's been all over. He's kind of a shot in the dark. Uh, he has a lot of experience jumping around lots of the middle-type European leagues. Could be a big thing in MLS. Could really break out. I think it's he's the most my most important player for Montreal because if he breaks out, 
this team may break out. You're gonna, you know what you're gonna get from Romel Kyoto. He's gonna give you probably seven goals, five assists, guaranteed. Maybe a little bit more. Uh, you know what you're getting from the midfield with Piet and Winyama. You've got an improved defense. Now it's all up to the forward, the main number one forward, who's gonna be Bjorn Johnson. And uh, that's that's really important. If he has a great season, it's going to help this team be successful. If not, forget about it. If he isn't successful, uh, this team is not going to be scoring many goals, and it's not going to be a good year. So my most important player, Bjorn Johnson, for Montreal. Now, the first game of the season, April 17th, hosting Toronto FC in the first rivalry game of the season. I mean, what better way to start your season than, you know, the 401 Derby, right? I mean, are we are we calling it not that now? Is it something else? I don't know. There, there was all this big dust up about the name. But uh, either way, huge rivalry, best rivalry in MLS in my opinion. Uh, but again, you see my Toronto hat. I'm a Toronto guy. Uh, so sorry, Montreal fans. Don't hate me for that. But uh, this game will be played in Inter-Miami Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. So, Again, with both of the Canadian teams, well, three Canadian teams, including Vancouver there. Vancouver will be in uh, Real Salt Lake Stadium. Toronto will be in, based out of Orlando, playing out of Exploria Stadium, where Orlando City plays, as well as in Tampa, possibly, depending on scheduling conflicts. And uh, Montreal's going to be in Miami, well, slash Fort Lauderdale, which still is the, is the most crazed thing to me, that you have a team called Inter-Miami, and they're playing in Fort Lauderdale. But whatever. They'll get to Miami soon enough. Beckham's got that stadium deal. The poor the city council down there hates them. But that's more of a discussion for the Inter-Miami team preview. Can't wait for TFC in Montreal on April 17th. Now, the time you've all been waiting for, predictions. How do you think this season's going to go? Let me know down in the comments what you think's going to happen this year. I think Montreal is improved. I think their ceiling, the best case scenario for them, is fifth in the Eastern Conference. They have some talent. I still think they're a few moves away. They're coached. They need to gel the new pieces together. The coach needs to come in and implement his strategies um, and to get any better than fifth in the East. So this season, I'm going with fifth in the East as my ceiling. As far as a floor, this team could bomb and be worst in the Eastern Conference. I could see it if Johnson does not come in and play well. If Mihailovic doesn't play well, uh, this team could be in trouble, especially with only one DP. And having that new coach, new signings, very young, playing away from home, it could just spell disaster for Montreal. So those are my predictions. Uh, That is the preview here for Montreal. Club de Foot Montreal, CF Montreal, the new rebranding. Love the jersey. Not a big fan of the logo. I think the logo looks pretty bland, if you personally, if you ask me. But I'm not a marketing guy. That's a job for somebody else. So thanks for joining. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on your notification bell so you don't miss any of our awesome soccer content. And uh, enjoy. Good luck to Montreal this season. And we'll see you guys real soon. Thanks for watching.